right, welcome to Sports Betting with Jake and Scott. Uh, we have a special episode today. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to have AK from the Millie Goats podcast on. Uh, that that was a really fun one that we did with him. And then, uh, but before we're going to get into our ten thousand dollar bankrolls, a little bit of March Madness. Um, you know what? Forget about it. Let's just do an infomercial about you bet smart again. <laughs> <laughs> no, last episode was a little a little in the weeds with sports betting, but now that we got that one out of the way, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, maybe just a couple hints here and there, but uh, but yeah, stay tuned for later in the show with AK. Uh, for the Millie Goats podcast because they have a really cool podcast. They have a really great theme. They're great guys. And uh, we get we talk to him and, and find out a little bit more about what they're doing over there on the East Coast. Yeah, I, I thought it went great. Uh, what did we do, like 42 minutes with him, I think? And then yeah. we got off mic and did another 45 minutes with him. We, yeah, we did the, the last 20 to 30 minutes that we did off mic. There was a couple times when I was like, why aren't we recording this right now? I, I mean, the same thing. Yeah, but uh, we'll have him back on. I'm sure he'll come back. Um, maybe, maybe um, uh, right before football because they do football and golf. And maybe right before football, we'll have him back on talk about DFS football because that's what their the premise of the show is. You'll hear about it later, but it's it's focused on daily fantasy sports and uh, the Millie for DraftKings. So that's um, check out the show notes too. We're gonna have his website on there, the Millie Goats website, and his Twitter handle, so you can hit him up on there and say, "Hey, I heard you on Sports Betting with Jake and Scott, and I thought it was great." <laughs> but well, first, we're gonna get into the ten thousand dollar bankrolls, a little bit of March Madness because the the tourney's going on right now. Jake, how you doing on uh, the ten thousand dollar bankroll? Well, going from the eleventh to the eighteenth, um, down seven hundred and ten dollars. So pretty flatlined uh i've been flatlined for a little bit after i had that pullback i was over 100 percent for a minute and then now i'm at 58 percent or 5800 uh i'm up 5800 in approximately 60 days i feel like you've had good days this week I- yeah i've kind of bounced up and down i i opened up the algorithm with the uh ncaa bot or whatever and uh, it didn't perform as well as I wanted to right away. But overall, it's still flatlined for the month. Or the week, right. I should say. Maybe I'm going off of free bets on Twitter because it seems like every free bet on Twitter is winning. Uh, I haven't checked the one we put out today. I don't know if that game's done yet, but I think we're like seven and two in the last nine free bets. That is that right? Out. Yeah. The free yeah. bets are doing better than the regular bets. And <laughs> <laughs> we might have to hire Chris just to put out the bets to weed through all the bad ones. There's no rhyme or reason to why I'm putting them out either. It's basically like the first one. If it's like a cool game that I think people would be interested in, I put it out. There's no like, oh, well, I think this is going to happen or the star system or anything. It's literally just put in like the first ones out. I feel like you do the, the sometimes you pick my three stars. Cause sometimes I'll have a bunch of two stars and I'll have a three star. And I've noticed you do pick the three stars. I well with you. Cause Jake's been pretty much only putting out two stars. So with you, but if you put out a batch and it's all in the morning, it's all two stars. And I'm just picking one of the two stars because I just want to get one out. I don't want to wait and wait, and wait and wait and then forget to put it out. So another reason why it could be working for teams is, I've been thinking about tightening up my strategy a little bit because I've kind of flatlined too, like mm-hmm. recently. And um, and with teams, 
a lot of it is on fade the, fading the fanatics, but on high profile games, which it, you just said you like kind of look for the game that people are interested in in high profile games. That's where you can fade the fanatics more on the games that nobody cares about. The only people betting on that, those games are people who are kind of like they know what they're doing. So I was actually thinking about like on high profile games, pushing the, the pedal on fading the fanatics, but on low profile games, maybe coming up with a little bit of a different strategy. Yeah. And you, you brought up a good point. I'm only doing two stars. And I, the reason is because the algorithms kind of slowed down a little bit. Like the output's not as where I want it to be. So I'll just lower the stars, reduce the risk. Once it's doing well, then raise the stars back up. So, by the way, uh, I don't think that we even thought about this. I just thought about it right now. This is the first podcast where we all get to look at each other. And yeah. this is like so much more comfortable. It I is. feel like we've been doing it like this for years. Well, yeah. besides the live one, but that was kind of a shit show. So, Oh, yeah, the live one. Well, you, you missed. We had the live show last Thursday. We had four hours. We did four hours easy. And then... Um, for whatever reason, because we don't know what we're doing, we lost the first three hours. But you guys missed a lot of good stuff in there. Um, we might as well get into March Madness. I didn't talk about my $10,000 bankroll, so I'll, I'll cover that real quick. On the week, I'm up $1,790, which is surprising because I think I've had like six days in a row that have gone down. But that first day on Monday, I had it, or it might have been Sunday, last Sunday, I had a good day. Um, so it's up, but I do feel like that's why I'm like trying to figure something out to like tighten it up a little bit. I do throw out a lot of bets, but I'm going to tighten it up a little bit just cause I've had six days in a row where they've gone a little bit down, but I'm shockingly on the week. I'm still up 1,790. And uh, if you follow us on Twitter and you do the star system, I'm up just under nine stars, which basically means, a uh, uh, a 9% raise on the week. What about uh, overall? Overall. What's your overall ROI? Good question. Um, I am up over, I can pull it up right now, but I kind of know where it's at. Uh, Going into today, I was up 155%. And I'm up 58%, so we're more than doubled. More than doubled, so we're up over 200% since November. Yeah. Um, yeah, things are still going good. Ever since we raised our stars up on the $10,000 bankrolls, I feel like we've kind of been even. But that's this game that we play is, is a lot of it is just like kind of flatlining, being even, kind of going up, going down, going up, going down. If you look at my graph, it goes up and down. But in the last 30 days, it's like at the same place. Yeah. <laughs> but um, But that's what it is. It's like a waiting game where you're like, kind of like going up and going up and down and then all of a sudden you have a rise and then up and down up and down all of a sudden another rise i was just thinking the same thing i could remember all these different years we're doing it and it's we've been flatlined for like a month two months and we're like what the hell is going on and then all of a sudden it just kind of takes off yeah so it's, I, we just got to be patient and it'll come around and i don't know we're both we're up like 200 percent, and i feel like we we can do better and we've been spoiled too, because ever since we started the the this new marketing thing where we're doing the ten thousand dollar bankroll yeah. each, and we're making it into a million dollars, like uh, we've had really good months. So like November, December, January, and February were all like evenly positive yeah. months. And so I think we're spoiled off of that. We think like, oh, all these months are going to be good, but that's not sports betting. Yeah. Sports betting has down months sometimes. 
So. Exactly. And down seasons. And your guys' down is flatlining. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. That's a, that is a good sign. So, yeah. How is your – you said yours is at 50%, a little over 50%. 58%. 58%. So I, I keep bumping up to close to 70 and then pulling back. So, I, I, I want to – like you, I, I want to keep my system a little bit tighter now. And I feel like the more quality over quantity has done better for me in the past. So, I'll, I want to get back to that. And a lot of your percentage on the $10,000 bankroll is based off of when we raised our stars. Yeah, I know. And so if you follow on Twitter or if you're a subscriber on dubclub.win, mm-hmm. um, your units that you're up is like 87. And I feel like I'm on a cold streak. Yeah. So you're up 87 yeah. units or 87 stars, but yeah. your percentage is only like in the 50s. Yeah. I hit that cold streak right when we, we doubled our bet size. So Yeah. So our personal $10,000 bankroll isn't, isn't, isn't doing that great. But as far as a subscriber, if you're doing the player props, it's almost doubled what yours is. I don't feel like that to me. <laughs> yeah, because that's yours because you're yeah. filling your bankroll. Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying like the subscribers that are yeah, following yeah. you are doing better than you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to rub it in. No, I know. For sure. Um, but yeah, let's get in a, I mean, we got March Madness. Did you, Chris, you filled out a bracket, right? Yeah, I think I'm in third. Well, okay. I was uh, this morning. I think I was in third out of our little group that did it. Like yeah. You're in first. You're kind of running away with it. Yeah, but the thing about those brackets is uh, it's all about the end because you get more points for the end. So the first two rounds is kind of like a tease, and then I, we'll see what happens at the end. I think I had Kansas winning it, so yeah, you might <laughs> be out. Of <laughs> you could be out. Where? How far did you have Purdue going? I don't remember that. I filled out a couple in that one. I uh, Charlie's like, you, you guys haven't filled out the brackets yet. Hurry! And I did it like real fast. Okay, yeah. And so I don't remember. I I used to have a strategy when I did it, like try to pick some eleven over sixes because those seemed to happen. And this time I was just kind of went. I'm gonna go a little more chalk with it. Okay. And this year is not the chalk year. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did the same. I did a similar thing. I went chalk, but I did. I just, I've gotten lucky because Arizona's out. This is the season where a lot of like high seeds are out and Arizona's out and I didn't have them going far. Kansas is out. I didn't have them going far. And then Purdue too. Same thing with, uh, yeah, Arkansas beat Kansas yesterday. And it was interesting. Remember how the, um, we were looking at in the live stream, it probably didn't get put up or recorded but uh, since we missed the first three hours but in the live stream i kind of went over the luck factor of the teams and arkansas was the unlucky out of all the teams in the march madness brackets Mm -hmm. arkansas was the unluckiest team and then they ended up beating kansas in that second round so i wonder if like luck factor I i i'm really interested right now in looking at the luck factor statistics for that shot quality because it, it uh it, there might be onto something well yeah because it could just you know over a course of a season you get really unlucky and then just at the certain this certain amount of time it eventually turns the other way and you get all that luck eventually you would think that it would even out like that's kind of what that stat is just trying to measure the luck i'm i'm intrigued on what they're doing with that what kind of calculation they have for that yeah it's the shot quality it's it's specifically for basketball and it's the shot quality that they're getting up like if it's a good shot if they're leaning back if they're on balance if it's defended Mm -hmm. where on the court they're shooting from because i guess like different spots on the court are easier to make the shot than others 
So it's uh it's interesting. Like Golden State has a really good shot quality percentage, but I mean their like whole thing is like getting specific shots. Their offense sets up specific shots for like specific areas on the court mm-hmm. and they have a high shot quality. So I think it has a lot to do with like where they're at and the if it's contested and their balance on the shot. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how they would come up with like a luck factor for baseball or football. I'm sure that's a lot harder. If they even have one at all. They probably just use machine learning for everything, I would imagine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that's what the shot quality thing is. I think it's machine learning. I think as they're, it's just collecting data and adjusting yeah. the whole time. I don't see how a person could do it by themselves, gauge the value of a, a shot, you know? Yeah. So for the for March Madness yeah. this year, and you guys maybe have seen a few games, who do you like now that we've taking some teams out. Do you guys have anybody that you like? I mean, they're not going to win it, but let's go Princeton. You like Princeton? Okay. <laughs> they're not going to win it, yeah. but I haven't watched any of it, any of their games, but from the talking heads, what they're saying they play like is uh, they play sound defense. They force you to play their game, slow the ball down, and they make open shots. And they, they're making the shots that they need to make and they're playing the defense they need to make and they're playing the style that they want you to play. So, but it's a 15 seed. They're not going to win at all. You never know. It's going to happen one of these years. I think this is so four teams have made it to the sweet 16 that are 15 and below and three have happened the last three years, one each of the years. So maybe this is their year. It'd be awesome if that happened. It would be so cool if they made it to the even the final four. It would be that would be shocking because I think like the highest seed that's ever make it to the final four is maybe an eleven seed or was a nine that the seed? team that John Morant was on or did they make? No, I don't. No, I don't think they made it. It was that other team with Sister Mary, uh, Saint Peter's. Or something oh, Saint like Peter's. That. Yeah, that's I think right. They made it right. Maybe they might have even been a thirteen seed. Yeah. Okay, so they were only a thirteen seed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to look it up, but. Uh, I'm sure somebody is yelling at the their AirPods right now. <laughs> no, they were a 15 seed. Uh, but yeah, Princeton being the 15 seed. So they won yesterday? Yes. Okay. So they're into the Sweet 16. And uh, so you got Princeton. Jake, you like any teams? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have any that I'm uh, confident saying that's going to win. I haven't been following it closely. Like I, I really just spend more time looking at the data. And I was actually curious at, with that machine learning program um, that Jason did. It was 84% accurate for the model. Okay, yeah. I was curious who won on that one. Who I think won? he had Kansas in it, oh. didn't he? The one you sent? Yeah, his 84%, I think, was... I don't know how he calculated that. So they do two, two separate ways of calculating. They calculate on all the games that have played... So his eighty, he, I think he won eighty four percent of the games that have been played, or was it? Future? No, I'm saying the model was eighty four percent accurate because the model basically goes off of training data and testing data, and so it'll train on data that it's never. It'll train on data, and then it'll test on data that it's never seen, and the model shows that it's eighty four percent accurate in the long run. Oh, I see. Okay. So, like, okay. the, the model, model will basically tell you how accurate it is at predicting value. And so his apparently is 84% accurate. Okay. Who did he have in the final four? That's what I was going to look up. Okay. Yeah. So he had Kansas winning it. So that might, 
Well, 16% of the time, it's not going to come through. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's... I wonder what he uses. Is that his own model that he's put together? Exactly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I use a couple different models. Um, I definitely... I go a little bit off of what I think, but most of the time, I'm I'm using models. I mean, that's that's what I rely on. Bama, Duke, Kansas, Texas, so... Duke and uh, Kansas are out, or is Bama out yet? No, Bama's not Bama's out. In. Texas is still in, right? They lose. I don't know. We, we, I mean, we are knowledgeable about March We're Madness. We're not a March right? Madness, unless you want to know who's going to, if a certain player is going to get 14 and a half points or more. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I have uh I have Houston beating Bama in in the championship. Um I really like that one. Uh we've we still have games to play today. Uh but I know Bama is still in it and um and uh Texas played yesterday. But we can check all that stuff later. I mean, the meat of this podcast is AK from yeah. the Millie Goats coming in. Um, it was a lot of fun talking to him. He got into daily fantasy sports. They're really into um, uh, the NFL and they love golf. And then they get into some other stuff. They're just, they just kind of shoot the shit. I, I enjoy listening to the podcast myself and I'll let AK explain the podcast. I'm not going to explain it, but uh, you can hear him talk about how he beat Pat McAfee in a punting contest. <laughs> Oh, man, that was a great story. <laughs> and he was also on that Appalachian State team that beat uh, Michigan, what, 15 years ago? I think it was week two of the college football season. It was like the biggest upset uh, ever up to that point in college football. Yeah, and it was talk of the season. He was on that team that beat them. So it's that, a very good listen. Yep. Yep. We'll get into that next. Um, we'll take a little break and then we'll uh, get in it with AK from the Millie Goats podcast. So, welcome to Sports Betting with Jake and Scott. Uh, we are here with a special guest, AK from the Millie Goats. Um, AK, I love your podcast. Uh, where'd you guys come up with the idea for that? Well, we uh, when we do DraftKings, we do a lot of DraftKings, um, pretty much all sports. We have a group message where we gather to talk about our contests, uh, and then we gather to complain about our contests about how if we had just done this or we had just done that, we probably would have won a lot of money. And we talk about those things more than uh, than winning the big one. So our whole goal is to win the big prize, um, obviously, just as everybody who plays that. But we had a lot more fun whenever we're laughing and complaining with each other, just like people do when they have sports teams, right? You know, you're you're all rooting for the same team. The team loses, and then you go talk about it for another three hours if they just had done this. And that's the that's kind of what we're about. You go to a wedding, uh, go to the wedding, go to the reception, and then everybody's like, let's go to the bar afterwards. And so we're, let's go to the bar afterwards, right? You had all your prep. You got the suit on. You did everything you needed to do. Everybody had fun. And then it ends, and you're like, well, that was great. Now what do we do? And that's where we come in for DraftKings. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's a great premise. Um, how did you guys meet? It, you you mentioned that you had a text group. Is mm-hmm. it just the four of you guys in that text group? And then you thought, well, why don't we just start recording this? Yes. Or okay, is that what it was? Okay. How did you guys yeah. meet? 
So uh, myself and then Tex is my older brother. And oh, then okay. uh, Butch P grew up and went to school with us. Um, so we've known him for about 30, 30 some years. And then Javi, uh, we met at App State where Javi and I played football together. So and we've had these group chats going for about 10 or 15 years uh, at least. And then Butch P and I were in the DraftKings and we, he and I would go back and forth. And then Javi got involved and then my older brother got involved. So now we have our text group that was called the Millie Goats. And we were like, why don't we start a podcast? We didn't, you know, we had no idea how to do it. So that's where the idea was born, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So with the, um, with DraftKings that do you guys just do the million dollar prizes or are you on DraftKings all day long looking for DFS plays? We, we do all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can, you can do 10 cent, you can do a quarter, you can do 50 cent, you can do the free ones, you can do a dollar. I mean, there's contests that go all the way up to like 500, a thousand dollar entries. We don't really do much of that. Um, we really play around kind of the, the 25 to $3. Um, and then when we make enough money from that, we then go after the million dollar prize. So oh, okay. we, and there's different contests, right? There's, there's what's called a guaranteed prize pool, right? That's the million dollar. That's what everybody knows DraftKings for win a million dollars by creating a lineup. Um, and then there's ones called double ups and 50 fifties and where you can, you just have to beat say half the field to double your money. So it's all in how you create. It's basically you're trying to put together a bunch of six leg parlays for most of these lineups, sometimes up to nine, you need the maximum amount to really win a lot of money. If you're going to do the, the GPPs. So because to get, to get to that Millie, like you pretty much every, every pick that you make has to hit. It's yep. gotta be like the best pick for that position. Exactly. Is that, do you guys just do football or do you do other, I don't, I don't, I mean, Jake and I don't, aren't really into DFS that much, but mm -hmm. we do a lot of player prop bets, which is mm -hmm. kind of similar. Um, yep. Does the Millie, is it just for football? I, I saw that it has golf on there too. Mm -hmm. Is it for other sports too? Every sport? Yeah, there's every, every so often for the majors in golf, say, or maybe in tennis, the majors or, in the playoffs or something for the NBA. Like they all have their, their, you know, this past, uh, what was it last week? The players, right. They had a Millie. So we had, if you had built up enough money, you, you, we had entered one or two lineups into the Millie if we could afford it, you know? So there's, there's some management that goes to it, but it's, you know, you're, you have to be like you were saying, perfect to hit every single one. And if you're off and that's where the fun comes in for us, right. The, the group chat is just buzzing on say Friday when it's cut day, right? Okay. Because you, you don't need, you can win it with five out of six golfers, but if you don't have six golfers that make the cut, your lineup's essentially dead. Like you can cash without it. Like I'm in one right now. I got five of six and it's still cashing. So that's good, but we still got a long ways to go on the golf course. So, <laughs> but what's yeah. The closest, what's the closest you ever gotten for? Oh um, man. For I've been up in the top five before. Have you really um, yeah. on the Millie? Yeah. Wow, that's close. That seems real In, close. So it's it's really tiered because once you get out of the top five, it's it goes down significantly, which is still a lot. I mean, you could win three to five thousand dollars in the top ten, but once you get up to three, four, five, I mean, there was at one point I've shown my wife 
I'm like, Hey, look at this, you know, and I'm winning 15 grand and it's on like Saturday. And I'm like, she goes, you do this every time. Uh, and then you end up winning like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, yeah, but look at this. Like (laughs) (laughs) I'm close right now. (laughs) Hey, right now. That's all I could say. There's one time in football I was tied for first. I mean, I was winning like 12 grand and on the very, one of the very last plays, my favorite team, the 49ers, Jimmy G throws an interception. And I went from winning like 12 grand to like 250, $250 in a matter of just, that's how it goes. But and it was your team too. Yes. I mean, of course, Jimmy G of all people, right? (laughs) You like San Francisco. You guys, you guys probably aren't from California. I'm guessing. No. Are you from Texas? Your older brother's name is Tex? My older brother name? was, yeah, he was born in Tex or Texas. So he, oh, okay. he was my Tex. So we where are you guys from, your family? North Carolina. Okay. So. And that's where you're at now, right? Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. Down here nice. on the East Coast. Just caught a bunch of speckled trout yesterday. Okay. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, listening to the podcast, you guys talk about your lawns and about fishing. And uh, in California, we don't have any of that. <laughs> I'm like, I was listening. I'm like, these guys are like real men. <laughs> so what's it? I mean, what do you, you know, we talk about our lawns and stuff. And I mean, what do you, so no lawns out there. I mean, I've, I've only been out there a handful of times. So. Okay. Yeah. We have lawns, but we don't generally don't cut them ourselves. Um, <laughs> uh, we usually hire somebody to do it for us. Sure. We talk about, um, we talk about a lot of sports amongst our friends. Yeah. And a lot of uh, shit talking in the group chats, but it's mostly about sports. We have a friend who's a San Francisco 49er fan. Um, so it's a lot about football, a little bit about not so much about golf, but I love golf. Do you golf a lot around North Carolina? I used to. Um, I've, there's a lot of courses here. I mean, there are everywhere. I used to. Then I had, you know, we, I have two kids now. So um, when they're old enough, I'll take them golfing, you know, when they can when they can swing the club, uh, I'll take them. But, you know, with, with that, I spend a lot of time fishing now. So, because it's easy, I can, I can walk and go down and go fishing and take my son and we go fishing and then we come back up. It's a 10 or 20 minute ordeal. Once he's done and he decides he wants to do something else, we go do something else. So, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I, I used to play golf all the time. So me too. Yeah. I have three kids. There's no golf in my life right now. Right. (laughs) <laughs> but I still love watching it on TV. I think the the tournament that's coming up is the match play tournament coming mm-hmm. up on Thursday. Yep. Do they have DFS for that? How does yep. that work? Because it's a different format. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same thing. You're picking you're picking golfers, six of them, and you okay. got to line them up. I mean, it's you know you there's a lot that goes into it, like uh, as far as what we do to to pick our guys and. It, we, we look at a lot of different metrics. We don't really get too much into that on our show, you know, because, you know, I, we don't portray ourselves as an advice show. It's more of a come laugh with us and laugh because there's 149,000 other people that didn't win the Millie. So they got to have something to say if they would have done this or that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it makes so. sense. I mean, uh, that's the group. Everybody lost except for one person. So exactly. it makes sense that uh, people are going to be listening to that and they can relate to what you guys are going through. Yeah. I mean, it's what different I, than go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, I mean, it's just different than regular, you know, like a, the props, like you were mentioning, like you guys look at a lot of pre- player props and there's a lot of that that goes into the DFS because when you're picking a player, 
Yeah. You're looking at, okay, this player is projected to do this. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, do I think he's going to do that? I'll plug him in, you know? And then what are some of know, the things that you look at? Sorry to cut you off, but what are no, some of no. the things that you look at? I know on the, on the, on your guys's podcast, you don't get into that. Cause it's more like you guys are just shooting the shit talking with each mm-hmm. other. But, um, those are the things that we, that I love. I love like the data and like the strategy and like how you got into it. So what are some like of the strategy that you use? If you, if you don't mind getting into it without giving away your secrets. Yeah. I mean, there's not really, cause we haven't won the Millie. So we, you know, <laughs> but we, we look, um, it's keeping up with the news a lot uh, the injuries, especially in football. You know, we've been able to find some guy. I mean, you got to be on it for football in particular. Again, you look at the formula. There's formulas out there from certain people, but you look again at the over-unders, right? They're going to tell you a certain thing, especially for showdowns, right? You look at the over-unders, you look at the spread. So we, at all the stuff you guys talk about, which is why I like your show, um, we take and we say, okay, where can I find a guy that fits that, that, uh, that, box of information where I want at a right, at the right price. What's the opportunity this guy's going to get? Say you're a 49er fan, right? And you need to pick, I don't know, two or three wide receivers in your lineup. And you know that Debo Samuel has been injured once or twice and they're kind of managing his workload, right? Or you've read me as a fan. I see that Debo Samuel is at 6,300 when he should be at 8,700. And I know that he's going to be back in the lineup. I played him, you know, I think in the playoffs and they're like, they're going to manage his workload. I'm like, no, they're not. And he's 6,300. You don't put a player of that caliber at that level. I'm plugging him in because if he, you know, you're looking at, okay, if he's 6,300, he needs to three or four X his potential, meaning he needs to score 18 to 24 points. Right. So I'm, you're looking for little bits of information like that. And usually it comes a lot and is influenced by injury. And then, of course, over-unders, that sort of thing. And, and track history. I mean, for me, when I'm playing at uh, – when I'm picking my dart throw tight ends, right, is the quarterback a young quarterback? Because for me, just by watching a lot of football, I know that a quarterback is going to rely heavily on their tight end. So if I see a rookie tight end like Justin Fe- – or a rookie quarterback like Justin Fields – Mm-hmm. In a matchup that's plus for a tight end, I'm like, okay, Cole Komet is going to be the dude, right? And I'm going to play him because there's a there's a chance that he could score three touchdowns. And most in a couple times this year he did. So that's the kind of stuff we look at. You know, golfing golf is a little bit different. Uh, like I said, you got to pick six guys without giving away too much. I mean, we're looking at a lot of information. We we joke around, but you know, we look at um, to give an example. Webb Simpson a couple weeks ago uh, was priced at 6,300, which is bottom of the barrel, right? You watch a lot of golf. Is Webb Simpson a bottom fourth golfer? No, no. I would say so. So he's Depends in the bottom. The week. Yeah. I mean, the, the course, the weather, the, the greens that, you know, so at the, when he's priced down there, you're like, the heck is this guy doing down there? I've seen this dude go eight, eight under in a tournament on one day. Like this dude's got it in it. So you see something like that, your your eyeballs kind of pop open like, whoa, you know, but unless so you're, what, yeah. Is that what you do for golf is you kind of build your team by looking at who you can get for cheap that you think could do well that week. And then after that kind of plug in guys where you can spend more money 
on them? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of different strategies. You know, I, me, I mean, everybody has their own way they do things. I don't really like we talk about it, and then we send each other screenshots of our lineups and that's. But we don't ever like, you know, co-op on a lot. Like we don't do that. We just we all have our own little things that we look at and our strategies of why we did something. Um, you know, but for me personally, I'm a dart throw guy. Like I. I love getting down there in the muck and in finding the dirty dog down there. That's going to be like, if he hits, I'm going to look like a genius, but usually, <laughs> usually it blows up in your face. Cause you know, you could, you could, but that's the part that I love. That's my favorite part of DFS is finding these guys where you're just, you've got all the information and you're like, I, I'm making a stand on this dude. So, but, and, and there's no risk in that too, because if he, if it fails, it was supposed to fail, you know, right. but if, but like you said, if it works, you look like a genius. Yeah. If he makes the cut, like Hank Libiota this week, right? Hank Libiota's, I think he's a lefty. At the end of last year, he was hot, you know, and he's only played in like two or three tournaments. And I saw him down there. I'm like, dang, I can crank it up. I'm going to throw him in a lineup. You know, okay. Wingardia Libiota, whatever that saying is from Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just a dude that I'm like, wow. What's this the guy starting bankroll you get? For us? Yeah, like uh, fifty fifty thousand dollars, right? And then so you spend you get, it over six players, and obviously yep. the best players are going to be the most expensive. So your your John Roms, your right now your Scotty Schefflers, right? Those dudes are going to be anywhere from ten five to eleven seven. You know, you put one of those in your lineup, you're going to have to get very creative with how you with how you build, and mm-hmm. and that comes down to looking at these players and what they've done. You know over the course of their careers, you know? So there's a lot of thing, like I said, a lot of things that we look at, but. Who do you like for the tournament coming up for the match play? Have you looked Hmm. at it yet? I I know who's got a good, a good history there. Um, Where do they play? I think Uh, it's in new Orleans. It's in Louisiana. Okay. Okay. It's somewhere in Louisiana. So, you know, we look at, uh, if you just, if you go back and look, you can see, Shoffley or Cantley or one of those guys. I think they've won it a couple times. So, you know, you look. Maybe you put one there. of those guys in there. Yeah, I mean, you might put one. You might put two. You know, you never know. So, like I said, it's, it's you. You try. We're never going to. I don't think we'll ever charge for services of giving advice for us. You know, because that's not what we do. You know, we 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 like to to look at the the back end of it. And be like. It's- it's kind of like uh, picking a tight end that's a, a dart throw. There's no risk if you pick a guy who's not supposed to make it. It's just like the podcast. There's no risk because you're not giving right. advice. <laughs> <laughs> Come laugh with us because I know there's 140,000 of you people that didn't win, yeah. and you're probably saying the same thing we are. Serious. I'm jealous because you took all the pressure off of it. We put way too much pressure on ourselves because we have people like paying us for all this advice and they're texting us saying like, you know, I get nervous during the day because I'm I'm sure all these people are relying on us to come up with good information, you know? So I'm jealous of your guys' premise. It's great. (laughs) But I mean, you guys are good. good. Like I've, I've listened to your show. Like you, and I will continue to listen, especially if you you know you're talking about these sports. I'm gonna be like, I I trust those guys. I mean, I've listened to what you've done and your in what you've built up. I guess when you started your uh, what was it the twenty was it the twenty something to a million? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yes. we're right now we're each doing ten thousand dollar bankrolls, and so we're turning that twenty thousand dollars into a million. 
That's yeah. using our strategy. In so five years. We're going to try to do awesome. it in five years. So it's similar to your guys's where you guys have a goal. Yeah. I have a question about, about your guys's, um, the, the race. So you said that you each have your own accounts. Right? Mm -hmm. So if someone wins the Millie, since you guys are doing it together, are, is, do you guys have like a, a bond where you guys are sharing it or does that guy get to keep it all? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's because, because <clears throat> the way DraftKings work, they don't want, there's no collusion, right? You oh, know, we, okay. you see what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. why we don't, we try not to give too much because we don't know what you, we know that there can't be any collusion or they'll take your money. Oh, wow. You know, so it's, it's a, we just stay away from that type of, you know, we build our own lineups and then we just laugh at each other for how terrible it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just I like you would that. like your buddy's teams in the Super Bowl, they lose it. You're like, they're like, oh man, that's like when the Niners lost in the playoffs because we didn't have any quarterbacks left. My yeah. phone died from how many trash talking messages <laughs> I got. Right. <laughs> so no, I mean we don't we don't split it. It it's uh you know we that person gets it and we're happy that they want it. So I'm a huge Rams fan, so I was very happy when that happened. That was so brutal, man. And then they lost to the Rams last year. If Jimmy, if uh, what's his, it was Dequisky Tart could have caught that pat that pick that Matt Matt uh, Stafford just heaved up into the middle of nowhere. Oh, that that play plays over like forty times in my mind a day. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, and I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan, so the three of us are all in the same division. I just realized yes. oh, we just wow. need Jake to become a Seattle Seahawks fan. <laughs> we got the whole division on lockdown. Yeah, huh? don't yeah. do it. Not anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> you're not you're not going away from the Broncos. No. Anytime I've been soon. a Broncos fan since high school and that was all because of uh fantasy football. So it's amazing With how who? sports uh Terrell Davis. Ah yes. He got me into sports. <laughs> uh got me into the football. I was a, a a big fan of the Broncos and Shannon Sharp and Elway and McCaffrey, yeah. Rod Smith. <laughs> Solid team. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they were they would put up some numbers, man. I mean, that's a good team to be. That's a good fan to be, or a team to be a fan of for fantasy football, dude. I mean, yes, sir. Seriously. You had a lot. And then you had a lot of those. Maybe. You probably did pretty well. Yeah. Well, yeah. till the end. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> for San Francisco, uh, what do you guys? What do you guys need in the draft? The draft's coming up. Who do you? Uh, who, do you who would you like to see? Uh, they they probably need some more some more help on the offensive line. McGlinchey just signed with the Broncos. Um, I know they've got Trent Williams at left tackle, but they're going to need some, they, they need a right tackle and then they need some, some interior linemen there. Uh, they especially, lost as he, sorry to cut you off again, especially <laughs> if they're going to protect uh, Trey Lance, right? Is that, are they going with him? You think, or are they going to go away from that? Well, strategy? they brought in Sam Darnold. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. <laughs> no, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> No, <laughs> so, yeah, right there. There you go. Uh, he's coming home. Start the parade. Uh, no, they're probably going to go with Purdy. He had a UCL. He had a repair. He didn't have a reconstruction. Um, and that's that's the space. I that's my day job is physical therapy. Um, okay. So that I guess that's why I gravitate toward injuries and seeing. <laughs> you, you got the, the inside a, scoop. Right, well, as yeah. I guess as much as I can, but he. Uh, they're probably going to go with. Purdy, he'll probably be able to throw in a couple of months, three or four months, so he might be ready for the beginning of the season, probably back to full in about six months, six, seven months. So 
that's probably who they're going to use. I would imagine. I don't know what they're going to do with Trey Lance. Trey Lance's big thing when he came out of school was he wasn't accurate. And I'm sorry if you're a quarterback, you might want to be accurate. You know, yeah. so. he killed it. I was really impressed with him. And then obviously he got hurt in that last game, and he couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't do his normal uh, potential. But he killed it right before that. He was he was setting all kinds of records. What eight no whatever he was. I mean, he, he's a guy that started for four years, right? I mean, he took Iowa State to a top 10 program. And as soon as he left, they're gone. They, they won like five games this year. So I don't know why they don't evaluators don't put more weight in that of a guy who's a four-year starter who takes a team that traditionally is not a powerhouse, especially with Oklahoma and Texas in your division and, or in your conference. And then, you know, you could watch him in, in preseason uh, and see that he could make some of these big throws. So I like Purdy a lot. I mean, he's a little undersized, but we'll see. I was, I was really impressed with him. Um, you said you do physical therapy, right? Mm. Uh, do you find that to, like where you have any advantage looking up people's injuries and being like, oh, that's not that bad of an injury. He should be fine or Some, or vice yeah. versa. I mean, somewhat, yes. Like the Debo thing, you know, yeah. like that was, uh, I think he was dealing with a, uh, a an ankle sprain and then an MCL sprain. And so I'm like, I think it was at four or five weeks he was, probable or questionable and i'm like okay at this point depending on the severity of the sprain he should be okay so i i i told my i told the guys i was like you know he's he's about four or six weeks out he could probably be okay you know so uh, it does help in some regard to that depending on how much information you can get out of the out of the organizations to to tell you what's going on you know what i mean so they try to keep What about a, a specific website that releases the injury information? Is there one that you find that's better than the other ones or it all comes out, out at the same time? No, I, I, I mean, typically, no, I don't, I don't, I just, I watch a lot of football and then I, there's one from the fantasy footballers where they put out an injury report. That's pretty good. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. I mean, I don't, but the fantasy oh. footballers, they have a guy on the staff who's a PT okay. and he gives out some pretty good information. On uh, on Twitter too. I don't know what if that's a shout out or whatever it is, but they usually give pretty good stuff. They write some good articles about it. So nice. If I if you if I see the diagnosis of what it is and the timeline, I can usually deduce. That. I guess. I mean, I guess I could write an injury report if I wanted to. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Well, um, what other sports do you guys do? I know you guys talk about football a lot, golf. We're getting into the baseball season. Are, do you guys think you're going to be doing DFS for baseball? We we do occasionally, um, but we pretty much go all, all in on golf. You know, we'll 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 do some. Uh, we're doing XFL too, which we're terrible at. It's been I don't think I, <laughs> I've been awful at XFL. And the funny thing is, when you listen to our show, I'm the guy who watches all the XFL games. So you know, none of them watch it and. Sometimes it's good to not know too much. You know, you can overthink things. I'm sure you guys know that. I mean, you can analyze something down to the to the microcosms if you wanted to. But mm-hmm. I mean, we'll. I don't know that we'll get into to too much baseball, but because golf's going to go all the way through the summer, and that's really where we like to to give us our most content. Because I'm, I'm telling you, man, the cut day that's that creates a lot of good conversations in our in our group message. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love, I love uh, following golf throughout the summer and I bet on golf too. We have, we have golf bets and uh, 
I usually like to pick somebody that's in like the plus 3000 plus 4000 range. So if you bet $100, you win like 4000 if he wins the tournament. Yep. And it's just fun to fun to pick a, a winner every week. Yes. What I like to do is to get to the golf course a little early, grab a Bloody Mary, play some bets on whatever tournament's going on that day, go play my round, and then come back and uh, hopefully a couple of my guys have hit. That's awesome. <laughs> And that's the sport that you love, man. You're like, damn it. I had a good idea. That was an, that, but it turned out to not be a very good idea. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to show up to the golf course and start betting people like on your game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that guy's got some blades. He probably plays a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'll avoid that guy. <laughs> that guy's got iron covers. I'm betting him not to make the cut. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> who who does the best at golf on on the Millie Goats podcast? We have a running tab right now of, of, or a, we have a competition that's going. We call it the Woda Maker uh, instead of the the, the Wanna Maker. Um, and Butch P right now is in the lead overall. He's got the most wins because we do an inner squad where we all four enter a contest. No, we don't pay anything, and we just see who's who's winning, who can who can do the best. So right now, Butch P is in the lead on me by like. Two two total matches. I was I thought I was going to win the football one, man, but it came down to the very last game. It came down to the Super Bowl, and Butch P got the best of me, so he gets to be the NFL champion for the year, which wow. drives me up the wall. I thought <laughs> I had. That, it. <laughs> how do you guys determine that? Is that just off of the milli, or is it? Do you guys play like smaller games throughout the week and throughout the year to find yeah, out? Yeah, so champion is? every week. We put together, we decide, okay, like we did, like we do a NASCAR one every, every week too, which I got to fill mine out. And we just build a lineup, whether we enter it into a paid contest or not. So once that lineup, once that thing starts, it's just whatever lineup you decided to enter into our little contest, which it may expand to, to something bigger. You know, we don't know, but we basically just all build a lineup. And then once the thing starts, we can then see who we all picked and then. You know, whoever takes, we haven't decided. I think the loser of the year has to enter a CrossFit challenge or something. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> nice. You got you got to video that. Yeah. So I think that's what we decided. Like you have to enter the CrossFit games and then see that's if you hilarious. qualify or not, which nobody <laughs> needs. We're not, none of us are in CrossFit shape. <laughs> you mentioned Butch. Is Butch the one that cracks open the beers during the podcast? I hear uh, uh, I sometimes hear a beer crack open. I'm like, this podcast is great. <laughs> Some of that once every now and then that's me. Every now and then it's Javi. Every now and then. So all of us kind of we sit down and we Javi does it all the time. He'll be like, all right, my take oh, and then you know. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. You gotta so, have a little fun too. Yeah, man. That's what it's Absolutely. all about. I mean. So it's all about having fun. Well, that was uh do you guys have any other questions? I mean, Chris. What sport do you think you've won the most money on on DFS? Ooh, um, probably football. Football is a lot different. It's tough because you've got sixteen at times, fifteen to sixteen different games. So the the player pool is just enormous. Um, but I've done the showdowns are where I do the best, or the two or three game slates which say, you know, the NFL has a, on a Saturday, they have that three game slate where it's, you know, um, 
they you can only pick so many players, and that's where I won my most money is either the showdowns or the three game slates. Um, the big one, the Millie Maker, that's that's tough because people can make so many lineups that they you know they put in Rashid Shahid from the from the Saints, and he goes off for like forty points, and you're like, how do they even know how to play that? So you wonder if it's just like a strategy. But I would say football, I've won has been my biggest prizes. I'd say I've won the most money. Golf is probably my most consistent. Um, where I can get in there and cash pretty much every week. So, I, you know, it's it's a – golf is just different because they're all playing the same course, right? All the players have the same elements they have to deal with. Football, you're dealing with this stadium where it's snowing, and then in California it's 75, you know? Mm-hmm. So, again, there's a lot of do I want to – how much does the weather impact, things like that. But I would say golf is most consistent for me. Football, I probably made the most. Is golf as competitive as football? Because you said you mentioned that football, if you're doing the Millie, I mean, there's so many people in it. Any, anything could happen. You could just put in any player and he can get 40 points. Is golf yeah. as competitive? Is there that many people that are that are in golf DFS? Yeah. I mean, there's the Millie maker this week, I think, was 150,000. I think in football, it can get up to 300,000 on a Sunday. So, and more for the bigger, like more premier weekends. So it's crazy, man. But golf is the, yeah, golf, most of the time it's going to be anywhere from 150 and on the majors, it'll go up to two or 300,000. So we're going to have to get into this, Jake. I mean, I with, uh, <laughs> we do player props and, and we're in California. So it's illegal to bet on sports here. We have to find interesting ways to mm-hmm. do it. And, um, but that's not. Um, DraftKings DFS is not it's it's completely 100% legal here so we got to get in yeah it's fantasy based that's why you can do it okay they get points for players so they classify it as fantasy right um and it it's we can't do it in North Carolina either we can't bet on sports oh is that right okay so that's why that's why we do the DFS you know so it's it's a it's fun and you can do it pretty low risk. I mean, there's always free competitions. There's you can do them for a dime if you want to get get your feet wet. You know, my older brother Tex, when he got in, he threw in like four, he put in some money and then threw in like three or four into the milli, and then and that was he dried up all of his money. So you gotta be careful. Yeah. You know, you could spend, you know, I cap my my entry fees, you know. So that's but. so exciting. I love hearing your story. It's been a pleasure having <laughs> you on, and I hope you come on more in the future yeah has sports betting gone up for a vote yet in your state i think it's on the floor i'm I'm pretty sure it's coming so okay so you guys yeah. can't bet on sports but you could do daily fantasy there yep okay yeah ours yeah. was up last year and it got killed we, it was really a, we, we lost it 84 percent to 16 percent on both props there was two separate props one was for uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, and then the other one was for um, like the Indian casinos, uh, just mm-hmm. having it at their casinos, and so yeah. they fought each other over it and just wiped each other out, <laughs> and it lost by a landslide. I was, it was one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the why they don't want to do it. I don't. I don't. I, I probably lobbyists. Probably. Yeah. Had, have you ever bet on sports before, AK? I have or, once. Okay. I have once. It was horse. It was, I was at the Kentucky Derby. 
Nice. And I did a little three three leg. Uh, if you have if you've never gone to that, by the way, you need to go to the Kentucky Derby. That okay. is a scene. <laughs> I mean, I that's a scene. Everybody it's dresses un- up, right? Well, there's Hats that. There's that part of it where you see on TV. What they don't show you is the infield. The infield is like a NASCAR race. I mean, there's mud wrestling. There's RVs with like flags on them. Like it's it's a scene wow. in there. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow. Yes. They don't show that. you that part. <laughs> I'll put it on the calendar for next year. But you got to we'll, go to the Kentucky Derby. It's a we'll scene. All, we'll all meet there and do a live podcast. Yes. <laughs> I think on one of your previous podcasts, I heard you guys talking about doing daily fantasy NASCAR. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do NASCAR. I mean, that's Butch P and J-Vi, they, like, they, they do a little more NASCAR and UFC than I do. Like I said, my, I pretty much stay on golf and football, and I throw every now and then. I did like two or three NASCAR races this year, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> I, I try, but you know. So it's you said a different you have sport. to fill out a NASCAR for today. Is that what yes. you're doing? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> we we'll, we'll, we won't keep you too long. You got to fill that out. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna come back on the podcast and tell us how you're killing it at NASCAR. Yes. <laughs> I did a little strategy last week where I just picked everybody's the Millie maker lineup had like four out of six. The name started with a B. So last week I just picked everybody that had a B and I ended up winning our challenge. I was like, well, that's, that's ridiculous. But you know what? Sometimes that's what it takes. You know, (laughs) that's like filling out your March madness brackets and going with like the, the mascots, like what your favorite mascot is. (laughs) Right. And then that person always wins. That's fun. That's, that's how I did mine. I picked the best state bird. That's how I got the Elite Eight. I was like, which oh, bird would right. win in a fight? <laughs> and one of the guys just picked all SEC teams, right? Yeah. That's so funny. He's, he knows that ear taste because I hate the SEC, right? Oh, okay. He's, he's like, I just, I'm, I, they're ruining everything, right? They're ruining basketball. They're ruining football. It's a disgrace. And then I, I, I also wanted to say, like, on March Madness, like, are we getting too mad here? Are we getting too much madness because – I can't. Nobody can make a bracket anymore. We got two one seeds out. Who knows how many will be out today? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's pandelirium. It's yeah. have we gone too far to the madness? And I think so. And we, like, <laughs> I think we have. Can I not just funny. get my one seed to the second day at least? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't complain with you on that one because I, I think in our th- in our pool, a lot of those teams that are out, uh, it, I I had those guys out early. So I, I'm happy about that one, but normally, okay. normally I'm the guy complaining. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I, I I stood on the table and and I was like, Purdue, they're fraud. No, if they just the last three years, what they've lost to a 13, a 15, and now a 16. So I yeah, will. They've they've hurt me too many times. So I said they're gone. They they won't make it out of the first weekend. So and, and you went to Appalachian State. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. They don't do they have a D1 school for basketball? Yeah. They do. They play in the okay. Sun Belt for basketball. They made the, I think they made the tournament a couple of years ago. The basketball was, football is where we, the, you know, that's two of us played there. So they're, yeah. uh, wait, were you on that 07 App State team that beat Michigan? We played oh, on that wow. team. Oh, oh no way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. That must have been a thrill. You know, they, uh, they Ohio State was hilarious. There's two stories. They bought our they Ohio State bought our entire bookstore out of 
every App State shirt you could possibly find. They no they way. bought it. Yes. And then That's they, <laughs> they paid the licensing. So originally we were going to put the ring on our championship ring that year. They were going to, we were going to put the Michigan score in stadium and Michigan says, you can't do that. You have to pay a fee for that. So the, the word is, is that an Ohio state uh, alumni got word of that and paid the fee so that we could put it on our rings. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing story. <laughs> That's so, crazy. That's great. Chris. I think I heard one of you guys talking about beating Pat McAfee in a punting contest. Is that true? That was uh, that was me. It was back in 2005. Yeah. Wow. I went down to uh, Miami to a combine for for kicking and punting, and we punted. When if you did well enough, you made it to the second day where you would go kick in the Orange Bowl in front of a bunch of coaches and stuff. And I beat him in the Coffin Corner Challenge. Wow. I stuck a stuck a few balls in the trash can down there from the 50. So. Well, that's impressive. <laughs> That's wow. great. So I tell that story all the time because everybody, you know, everybody gives me a hard time because I'm like, you know, I beat him one time. Me and Pat McAfee, you know, I saw him on the plane. He was riding down with us. He was from Pennsylvania at the time, and he wasn't there to punt. He wasn't a punter. He was a kicker. Uh, oh, is that right? He, okay. Yeah. And he got – he the guy that was going to West Virginia punt was named Scott Kozlowski and he ended up not doing very well. So that's when McAfee started punting was whenever he was at West Virginia, he didn't punt at that company. So maybe he did punt, but he wasn't, you know, that's not what he was known for. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for coming on AK. Um, you can find a lot of those stories about uh, beating Pac McAfee on the <laughs> Millie goats podcast. Um, I listen. Uh, I think it's great. I feel like, you guys are just like hanging out and I'm like a fly on the wall hanging out with you guys. So it's a lot of fun. Can't <laughs> wait to hear the next one. We appreciate that, man. And you guys, you guys got some good stuff. So make sure you follow, you You know, make sure y'all keep or keep up with uh, you bet smart too. And their podcast, they got, they got some good stuff. So where, where can we follow you on Twitter? Where can we find yeah. you on Twitter? At Millie goats right there. I think it's yeah. Down below my at Millie goats on Twitter and at the Millie goats on Instagram. So we put out a show once a week. I think we're going to, we're looking at doing another one, uh, getting some interviews, which we're kind of lining up. Maybe love to have you guys on to do an interview. We'd love to, we'd love to be on. We'll put a link to uh, your Twitter and your GoDaddy page in the episode notes of this podcast too. Appreciate that. All right. Thanks AK. Very nice meeting you. You too guys. Pleasure. (laughs) Have a good one. You too. (laughs) 